Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Hope you've been writing your way to your best self and doing lots of introspection and answering some cool questions in your journal because journaling really is this powerful, powerful practice that can cultivate a stronger relationship with ourselves so we can really know ourselves. It can help us access insights and wisdom and knowledge to move through our lives with more clarity and focus. It can help us transform fear into focus and it can really be this safe space in which you can explore your emotions, your fears, your challenges, your goals. So you can really create this life of intentionality and, and move forward with more, with more courage, with more self-awareness and more confidence about who you are and what you're able and capable and willing and ready to create for your life. And given all of these powerful benefits of journaling, it, it really makes sense to put yourself in the best possible position to extract the most that you possibly can from each session. And in today's episode, I really want to give you some tips to help you turn every journaling session into a work of art, into a quality moment with yourself that actually delivers some tangible outcomes, that feels worthwhile, that leaves you feeling excited and inspired, that makes you feel that the time you spent journaling was was worthy and valuable. And a lot of this outcome does come down to the environment in which we choose for journaling. And so today I've got five different tips to help you create that environment, that powerful environment that enables you to access your best, that makes journaling a powerful experience. And let's dive in. The first tip, I really encourage you to make to make journaling a habit. Journaling is the same with everything. A one-off journaling session around a powerful question with a powerful intention is absolutely going to give you some results. However, journaling also has this compound effect. Like the more you do it, for sure, the better you're going to get. It's the same with everything. The more you practice, the sharper you get. However, there's another benefit with regular journaling, and that is this access to you. The more you journal, the more you crack yourself open, the more you're willing to go there, to go inside, to ask the questions, the more you're going to know yourself. And that really is the prize here. Because the more you know yourself, the more access, the more insight you have about how you can show up and achieve your goals. So making journaling a habit is one just really powerful but simple way to make sure you get your journaling done. Right? So that it's not just an intention or a hope, it's actually something that becomes a part of who you are. And some of the most powerful ways to make journaling a habit is firstly to schedule it. So make time for journaling. It's the same with everything. Anything you carve out time and energy for is more likely to get done. If you just leave it as an off chance or hope you'll find time in your day, then chances are other things will absorb that time space. 
So schedule time, put a reminder on your, on your phone so you get a notification. Whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever time you feel called cool to, to carve out, make it something that goes into your, into your schedule. And another way you can do this, as well as the scheduling piece, is to incorporate journaling into an existing routine. So this is like a stacking process where something you're already doing becomes a trigger to get to writing. So for me, my journaling is stacked onto my morning routine, which as a mum revolves around getting my children ready for school and at school on time. And once I've dropped my children off, I'll go for my daily walk and then I'll come back and I'll make myself a cup of tea. And that is my trigger to do my journaling. So just think about where in your own life you could add journaling to something you're already doing. It could be as part of your morning routine. It could be as part of your evening routine. It might be another point in your day where it just feels natural and a good time to pull out that notebook and and get to writing. And talking about notebooks, that is actually my second tip. So like, honestly, I'm a self-confessed stationery freak. I, I just love, I love stationery. I have so many notebooks. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's just something about finding a notebook that you love that maybe it looks pretty or it's got great paper. At the moment, I'm really loving the best self scribe. I love the dot grid paper. I love the thickness of it. I love the size of it. I love the fact it's got an elastic band so I can keep my notebook shut. I can bring my journal with me. Just find, choose something that you feel inspired and enjoy writing in. That is, it's just, it's a small, it's a small detail, but it's an important detail. And also the pen, the pen choice is, is pretty important too. Like something that just feels nice to hold, something that switches on that writing desire. While there's definitely benefits to handwriting, which is why I love the old school notebook and pen, you can also audio journal and you can type too. Like there's definitely nothing wrong with, with typing. And often I will often type things out as well. It's actually quite nice to have that variety. But the important thing is to know how you love to access your thoughts and to make sure there's a space in which you can do that, whether it's audio, whether it's in your notebook or whether there's a particular file on your computer. Just having that space to hold you and your thoughts. That's the key piece. Now, tip number three is having undisturbed time. Having this private space, undisturbed space. And this really is one of the the magical things about your journal. It's that privacy, that confidentiality. Knowing that your journal can hold all of you, no matter what shows up. Because the best journaling comes when it's unrestricted when we can leave that inner critic at the door, when we feel safe enough to pour our heart, our soul, our thoughts, our feelings, our fears, whatever is present into the journal, knowing that there's no one there to judge you apart from you, which sometimes that's the hardest thing. So you really want to create that space where you get to see where your thoughts want to take you because you know what it's like with journaling. There's this surface layer stuff, the stuff that is present and you're aware of it. But if there's undisturbed time, you will have the space and the focus and the desire to start peeling away the layers of the onion. And your journaling becomes a deep experience. It's not superficial. There's depth. 
you get to access the meaty stuff. So I do recommend you switch off your phone because the last thing you want is the pings going off or the Slack notifications or whatever tools you're using because they will distract you. Like don't turn off social media because you know how tempting it is. And that quick glance, it's never just a quick glance. It's before you know it, you've lost yourself in the abyss and the train of thought that your journal was opening up for you has closed down. And we like to think we can multitask. We like to think that, oh, it's okay. I can hold a few thoughts in my head at the same time. But actually that isn't how the brain works. Like multitasking, this really shocked me when I found out, like multitasking is a myth. Like what we class as multitasking is actually our brain quickly switching from one thought to another rapidly. So it feels like you can hold two things at the same time. But actually, every time you switch thoughts, it does take time to refocus and get back to the place you're at. And with journaling, we want to be able to see where our thoughts can lead. So having that space to really let go and discover and not be disturbed. Put a sign on the door, lock the door, tell the kids to stay away. I know it's really difficult. I really hate telling my children to leave me alone. But sometimes we need that that uninterrupted, like deep focused time because so much can happen inside of that. So that is the third point, is to give yourself the gift of that uninterrupted, that protected time. It's going to be powerful. Okay, now the next one is this piece about getting inspired. And it's this piece about recognizing how different environments and even different times are going to spark something different inside of you. And This is why I love playing around with the place you choose to sit when you write. Every place unlocks something different. I I love, I absolutely love journaling by the ocean. I love being able to sit on the beach, hearing the waves crash, smelling the salt, and just being surrounded by space. Something opens up for me when I am there. It's, 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 It's powerful and it's beautiful. But I also love writing on my desk. When I'm at my desk, somehow I I can be really hyper-focused. And I also love writing in my garden with a cup of tea, of course. The key is to just be somewhere that opens up something inside of you. Somewhere that gets the thoughts rushing and, and the ideas flowing. So for you, it might be a coffee shop. It might be in the woods. It might be on the sofa. It might be in bed. It can be anywhere, anywhere that just creates that feeling of letting go and self-discovery. And I've also found it's powerful to create moments of inspired thoughts. So for example, what happens if you take a walk and then come back and journal? What happens if you journal after you meditate? What happens if you journal after you've had a conversation that's just got your heart beating with excitement? What happens if you journal after listening to a podcast that's left you empowered? Like, look for these moments in your life where something feels like it's brewing and opening up and then pull out your journal and see what shows up. And in the process, you're going to access different parts of you because different environments and different situations are going to spark something in you. And through your journey, you're going to get to intentionally find different parts different thoughts, different insights, simply by mixing up your journaling environment. This is a lot of fun and I think you're going to enjoy it and find it powerful. Okay, now the final point 
is this notion about being intentional. And what this really means is getting clear on what you want to get out of your practice so you can direct it somewhere. Now, don't get me wrong, open-ended is good. It's good to just see what wants to show itself. However, you don't want to be so willy that your writing doesn't create any openings. Because if you're just writing stuff that has no direction or no substance, you're going to get frustrated with journaling. You're not going to get the benefits that you could get if there was more intentionality infused into your practice. And at this point, I really want to call out the difference between writing a diary and writing a journal. And, I, and I've definitely done both. So with a diary, it's more of a general account of your day. It's more about like writing down what happened and making memories. Journaling is, is different. Sure, you might still take note of what happened. However, in journaling, we're more about that analysis piece. We're more about figuring out the reflection. Like, what can we learn? Like, what, what does this thought connect with? What is showing up here? It's more about that introspection, that deep inquiry, that desire to cultivate self-awareness. Like you're looking to unlock insights. You're wanting to find new ideas. You're seeking out inspiration and answers. You're, you're joining up the dots of your life. You're joining up the thoughts in your head. You're sparking conversations with yourself that can actually go somewhere. That's the power. So just be intentional. Think about why am I doing this? And it can't just be because oh, it's a good idea. Like what is it you want to get from your practice? And remember your intention can vary and it can vary depending on the technique you want to try in every, in today's, or with this particular practice, for example, you know, you might want to extract some ideas through some list journaling. You might want to process a trigger or something that's got you all like, oh, you, maybe you want to create some closure around something, or maybe you want to solve a problem. Maybe it's just a case of tapping into what you need to know now, like allowing your, allowing source to speak through you or accessing your higher self. It could be you want to figure out your next steps. It could be you want to look and explore your current stream of consciousness. Maybe you want to cultivate gratitude or a certain emotion. All these things are valid. All these things are possible inside your journal. It's just a case of knowing what it is you intend to get out of this session, this particular session, so you can direct your focus, your attention, your time. And as a result, you can amplify the experience, magnify the moment, and have a much better result from your practice. So just to close, I just want to stress the, the value of like really thinking about what can I do for myself to ensure every time I open my journal, I'm going to get a magic experience from it. What can I do to ensure that every time I journal, I come out the other end feeling more empowered, feeling more self-aware, feeling a particular emotion, maybe that's more calm, more excited, more energized, more calm, more courageous. Like Whatever it's for you, know there are things you can do to really cultivate that experience, whether that's making the habit, whether that's the tool you're using to capture your thoughts, whether that's just the fact that you've created some undisturbed time, whether that's the way you've sparked your inspiration through the environment you've chosen, or whether that is through the intention you set for yourself in your journal. All of these different things are going to massively amplify your practice and help you, really help you write your way to your best self, which is 
what this podcast is all about. So I would love to close this week's episode with a prompt. And this is this is a good prompt. <laughs> this is a good prompt. And as always, you can download this in the show notes or you can just write out the, the introspective question in your journal. And it's a good, this, this is the question. It's what needs to happen for your wisest thoughts to flow? Like what needs to happen for your wisest thoughts to flow? So just have a feel into that. What is it about you that cracks you open? See what comes up. You could answer it as a list. You could doodle. <laughs> you could write some sentences. You could have a conversation. There's so many ways you can answer that question and just find the way that's right for you. And finally, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, if you've got some value, it would be amazing if you could rate or review the show. This really helps us share this knowledge, this wisdom with with more people so more people can get to journaling. And you can tag us on social. We're at Best Self Co. And personally, I am Georgine at Georgina L. Mashady. And until next time, get to writing.